Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. My name's Jess. My name's Riley. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. Thanks for not leaving us in the dirt. Yeah. Um, thanks for not putting us in the bin. We're really happy to be here. Yeah. And have you subscribed? Have you rated and reviewed? I haven't been reminding people at the end of the episode, so I'm going to tell you now. Pause it. Pause. Go rate and review. Go rate and review us. Um, tell us how awesome and good looking we are. Um, we need to hear it. We have low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Riley. Oh, Riley. It's okay. been fun. It's been a fun It's been a fun couple of hours. I took over Riley's Tinder, just so everybody knows, in case you match with Riley. Um, that's my handiwork. And yeah. I will take claim on that if he gets into a relationship from Tinder, because it'll be because of me. <laughs> anyway, Riley, what have you got for us tonight? That's a good Today. question. Good morning. What have I got? I have got um, the complicated truth about a cat's purr. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm also going to talk about the origin of the term cat lady. That sounds great. I have got um, I've got a cat breed that I'm going to talk about this week. And obviously we're going to still do, of course, we're going to do our Insta Cat of the Week and we're going to do our Best Friends Feline Cat of the Week. Yes, we will. Lovely. So can you start us off, Riley? Tell me all about the origins of a cat lady. <laughs> okay. Because I am one look. of them. Yeah. Well, me too. Um, so let me just get to that one. I forgot where I put it. Here it is. All right, so cat lady. Everyone knows what everyone knows what I mean when I say cat lady. It's the crazy cat lady. It's that Simpsons character lady. The one I feel like, her on a spiritual level, by the way. Screaming and hurling cats at everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's a cultural archetype or a stock character, often depicted as a woman, a middle aged or elderly spinster who owns many pet cats. Many pet cats. Yep. Term. Or wants to own many pet cats. Yeah. Or aspires to something like that. Um, so women who have had cats have long been associated with the concept of spinsterhood. Uh, in more recent decades, the concept of a cat lady has been associated with romance challenged, in bracket, often career oriented, oh. close bracket, women. Uh, my sister would fall into that category. Not because she. She's not romantically challenged. She's not romantically challenged. She just doesn't give a shit about dudes. <laughs> yeah, Is this Olivia? Yeah. <laughs> Bless her. I'm sorry, Soph. I've got nothing to say about you as well. <laughs> I love both my sisters. I love them both. Um, Liz just... <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. And we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Okay, so um, while Jess calms down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Yep. All right, great. Good to have you here. Thanks. All right, a cat lady may also be an animal hoarder who keeps large numbers of cats without having the ability to properly house or care for them. Uh, well, we be- don't want to be that. Yeah, that's that's the bad kind of cat lady. 
Um, they may be ignorant about their situation or generally unaware of their situation. People who are aware of it are not normally considered cat ladies. Oh. Um, I don't know how that works. Righto. Some writers, celebrities, and artists have challenged the gender-based crazy cat lady stereotype and embraced the term to mean an animal lover or rescuer who cares for one or multiple cats and who is psychologically healthy because those two things are good to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just generally. Uh, there was a documentary about it called Cat Ladies in 2009. It tells the story of four women who live whose lives became dedicated to their cats. Um, film was directed by Christy uh, Callan-Jones, produced by Chocolate Box Entertainment, um, originally for TV Ontario. Um, there was a PhD director of the New York Center for Neuropsychology and Forensic Behavioral Science told AOL Health, uh, these may be people who have had a very hard time expressing themselves to other people. They may find the human need for affection is met most easily through a relationship with a pet. Uh, this devotion can sometimes signal mental or emotional issues such as depression. Um, so that can be one of the reasons why people gravitate towards um, cats and pets of all sorts. And I don't think, I don't think that's really it's not unheard really a bad of. Thing. Is it? No, it's no. not a bad thing, and it's certainly not like. I know I've spoken about my dad. He's a mental health work. Um, worker, mm. he's a nurse, and he works in a place that um, it's like a final stage of rehabilitation before people leave, like the hospital system, and go back into just normal life. Yep. And they've got a cat there now. His name's Moses. Nice. And all good the name. residents love Moses, and he like hangs out in the bedrooms of all the patients and stuff like that. That's and so good. Everyone gets a lot of comfort out of him. He's very fat now. <laughs> Moses. Um, Likes to get fed by a lot of different people. I think he cons a lot of people and it's like, <laughs> no, I haven't been fed today. Meow, 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 meow. I'm wasting away. Yeah. <laughs> My I'm name's so Moses and I'm wasting away. Oh. Um, okay. And another thing we've got on here is Toxoplasma gondi, um, so, which is a parasite. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, lovely. I know. It's um, so recent research indicates a link, a link even between the parasite Toxoplasma gondi, which sexually reproduces exclusively in cats, and numerous psychiatric conditions, including obsessive compulsive disorder and schizophrenia. The compulsive hoarding of cats, a symptom of obsessive compulsive disorder, has long been associated with the crazy cat ladies. Uh, mass media has drawn on this stereotype to turn the term, to coin the term. Good lord. Um, crazy cat lady syndrome to refer to the association between T. gondi and such psychiatric conditions. I should have done a few tongue twisters before we started. Yeah, just um, a few. So there's uh, some notable examples. Uh, Florence Nightingale had many cats named after famous public figures such as Gladstone and Bismarck. Um, I don't know either of those two public figures. Neither. Um, Edith Ewing Bouvier and her daughter Edith Bouvier Beale. Yeah, Little Edie and Big Edie, Grey Gardens. That's the ones, yeah. I had many cats living with them in their decrepit home. Yeah. Uh, reportedly had 30 cats in the house uh, Goals, by the time dreams. Little Edie sold it in 1979. Um, and Cousins then, to Jackie Kennedy, by the way. Oh, is that so? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, yeah, in like in TVs and stuff like that, um, there's always the the stereotype of the crazy cat lady. Um, as I mentioned in The Simpsons, um, her uh, The Simpsons, the crazy cat lady is a recurring character, and her real name is Eleanor Abernathy. Really? For the yeah, for those of you didn't know she had a real name. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah, that's it. So that's uh, that's the origin of the cat lady. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well. From me, Crazy Cat Lady, I'm going to talk to you about a breed of cat that I like, and it is the Abyssinian cat. 
They are very, very cute. Riley, have you seen a little Abyssinian? They're so, like, slender. Mm. So the Abyssinian cat is like a domestic short-haired cat with a distinctive ticked tabby coat um, in which individual hairs are banded with different colours. So they're – oh, Fifi. Oh, she's being naughty. She's eating the fake plants. Uh Uh-oh. Naughty girl. Excuse you. Can't have that. Excuse you, love. No, busy. Oh, now I pat her. Um, I did it wrong. So the breed is from is named for Abyssinia, now called Ethiopia, from which it supposedly originated. So the history of the Abyssinian cat, it's known, uh, was bred in Great Britain. It was alleged that British soldiers deployed to North Africa in the 19th century returned home with kittens purchased from local traders. Um, so the Abyssinians are slender, fine boned. They're about a medium sized cat. The head is moderately wedged shaped, so it's not as like triangular as um, a Oriental sort of cat. Yeah. Um, the uh, with a slight break at the muzzle, nose, and chin, ideally formed a straight vertical line when viewed in profile. They have alert, relatively large, pointed ears. I do love me a large eared cat. Very good. They are very, very cute. good. Um, they're notably expressive eyes, almond-shaped, are gold, green, hazel, or copper, depending on the coat color. The legs should be long in proportion to a graceful body with ov- small oval paws. That's cute. The tail mm. is likewise long and tapering, and Fifi's getting some cuddles from Daddy Zane. Uh, this needs and to go on the podcast. Riley's taking a photo. I need to get some... Uh... Fifi! <laughs> oh, no. No, nope, she's out of it. Um, <laughs> okay. It's turned out so well. <laughs> Abyssinian kittens are born with dark coats that gradually gradually lighten as they mature, usually over uh, several months. The adult coat should not be excessively short and is ideally fine, dense, and close-lying, silky to the touch. Got to love that. The ticked or – ooh, what's that word, Riley? Help. Um, A-G-O-U-T-I. Agouti? Agouti effect. Sure. What does that mean? Let's look that up. A gooty, it's a coloration. It's a type of fur coloration in which the hair displays alter- alternating brands of dark and light pigmentation. The more you know. This is a podcast of learning. Learning about cats and things called a gooty color- color- colorization. Whatever. Every day is a school day. Um, genetically, a variant of the tabby pattern should be uniform over the body, although the large ridge of the spine and tail, back of the hind legs, and the pads of the paws are usually noticeably darker. Each hair has a light base with three or four bands of additional color growing darker towards the tip. The base color should be as clear as possible. Any extensive intermingling with gray is considered a serious fault. (sighs) Right, so don't get gray hairs. Mm. A tendency to white on the chin is common but likewise must be minimal. These people are intense about these Abyssinian cats. Mm. The typical tabby M-shaped marking, and have you heard that that's like a like a myth or whatever. That's because of the Virgin Mary, because of the cat that was at the birth of Jesus that Mary touched, and then there was an M. Weird, That's I know. Interesting. Uh, the breed's original color standard is a warm, deep reddish brown base with black black ticking, known as usual in the United Kingdom and as ruddy elsewhere. Sorrel, also called cinnamon or red, a light coppery base with chocolate brown ticking, is a unique mutation of this original pattern. 
Um, other variants have been introduced by outcrossings to the Burmese. I love Burmese cats. They are so cute. And other shorthead yes. breeds, um, notably blue on a warm beige base and fawn on a softer cream base. Um, temperament. So Abyssinians are a popular breed thanks in large part to their unusual intelligence and generally extroverted, playful, willful personalities. They are said to become depressed without constant activity and the attention from their owners. Mew, 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 mew. Veterinarian John O, or not John, Joan, Joan O'Joshua has written that dog-like attachment to owners of Abyssinian and Burmese cats cause greater dependence on hum- on the human contacts. This stands as a contrast to the mere tolerant acceptance of human company based on comforts that multiple other breeds display. With their interest in playing with their owners combined with their curious intelligence, Abyssinians are called the clowns of the cat kingdom. <laughs> they have an out they have an active outgoing nature yet tend to be quiet cats. They have soft chirrup-like vocalizations which does not sound like the expected meow of a cat. Abyssinians love to be shown off as they love attention. They are affectionate and friendly towards people. The health. Now let's get oh, the breed can be prone to gingivitis, which can lead to more serious peritonitis. Um, oh, there's a kidney familial renal amyloidosis, which is like a kidney disorder due to a mutation in the AA amyloid uh, protein gene. Um, oh, Abyssinians has had severe problems with blindness caused by her, her, her hereditary retinal degeneration due to the mutations of the RDAC gene. However, the prevalence has been reduced from 45% to less than 4% in 2008 in the country of Sweden. So Sweden's doing something, right? Yeah, wow. Good for them. Yeah, Sweden. Um, and that's that. Related breeds, Oki cats. What's that? Oki cats. Aussie cat, I think, is an all domestic breed. Oh, they're kind of like Bengals, but they got more triangle sort of ears. They're oh, cute. They look like they Resemblance fly. to like an ocelot or something. Yeah. So they're related huge. to an Abyssinian. Um, Aussie cats came from, Aussie cats came about from the accidental crossbreeding of Abyssinians and Siamese breeds. Right. Well, there you go. The more you know, as we said, this is a learning podcast. You're continually learning, listening to me and Riley, talking about cats. There you go. Boom. All right. Let's keep learning. Let's talk about what the hell a purr is. All right. Tell me. Tell me all about it. I want to know everything. All right. Um, Cats purr when we pet them and tickle them, maybe, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, it depends on what they are. Um, It's much more complicated than just um, the communication that we've assumed. Um, We think we know what a cat's purr means. It's arguably the most recognizable sign of contentment. It's like every everyone knows a purr. It's like this, like little. You feel it in your in heart, the back of the throat, and like, yeah, it, it's it's like felt. It like literally is. It's felt as much as it's heard. Yes, like when you're patting a cat, you can feel. I it. thought you were saying felt as in felt the fabric felt, and I was like, nope, nope. But no, I've I you felt as in touch. Yes, feel. Yes, yes. Good. I love words I'm, with two meanings. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Um. Recognizable sign of animal contentment, a pleasurable rasp that erupts whenever a cat is tickled or petted, the soundtrack to countless sessions sprawled on an owner's lap. But that's not quite the full story. There is a lot more going on with the cat's purr than you might expect. Even the how was a long subject of debate. Um, some thought it was linked to blood flowing into the inferior vena cava, a vein that carries deoxygenated blood to the right side of the heart. This got a lot more sciencey than I thought. Um, with more research, it seems likely that the noise came from the muscles within the cat's larynx. As they move, they dilate and constrict the glottis, 
uh, the part of the larynx that surrounds the vocal cords, and the air vibrates every time the cat breathes in or out. The result is a purr. Very good. Even though science is now fairly sure this is the process, so they're not 100% sure, cats are still super mysterious and won't tell us Very anything. mysterious creatures. Reveal um, your secrets. There's no definitive answer as to what triggers it. Because like some cats, like you know, um, like Frank, for example, he so rarely purrs. Um, like, you'll be, like he'll come up for pats and everything. You pat him and he'll be like having the best time. But he might not purr all the time, but sometimes he does. And it's just, um, Albus, I don't know if Albus, Albus purrs, it's it's like chirps though. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, and we had a cat, we used to have a little kitten who unfortunately, um, wasn't with us very long. Um, but her name was Casper and she purred like a chainsaw. It was, and like, it was at the drop of a hat as well. Like you'd walk, you'd walk up to her, start patting her. It was just literally just straight away. Just. That's cute. Yeah. She was great. Um, yeah, so there's no definitive answer. The biggest clue is a neural oscillator. Oh, I talked about that already. Um, uh, no, I didn't talk about that bit. Biggest clue is a neural oscillator deep within the cat's brain, one that otherwise has no clear purpose. If that neural oscillator is triggered, is it just when a cat's happy? Sometimes, but only but sometimes. Not some, but not all the times. Margin uh, Debevere. 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 Sure. Is a cat shelter photographer in London who is currently studying for a degree in feline psychology. She is also the owner of four cats, Clive, Hula, Luigi, and Archie, who are something of an Instagram sensation. Okay, we're going to have to bookmark what, that one. What, what's the names? Um, don't know. Okay. Uh, there's 33,000 followers. It's not like, not that crazy. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's only like 15,000 times what I've got, so, you know, that's, that's fine. Um. Part of the mystery around the purr is that we often only notice cats purring when we tickle them in places they like to be tickled. Yet they also purr when we're not around, and the extent of that purring varies between individuals. All cats are different, she says. Some never purr, and some will purr constantly. Um, draws the comparisons between a cat Luigi, who is a stray, who followed someone into their office um, and was somewhat subsequently taken to a shelter, and Archie, who moved in from next door and became a part of the family. Luigi purrs little, and Archie purrs a lot. I've photographed more than 3,000 cats so far, and no two are the same. Devavir says, I've witnessed a lot of cats purring when they're dying. Um, mm. When they're being put to sleep, the vet will say something like, they were purring right up until the end. People assume they're happy when they're purring. That's just not always the case. Study of cats' behavior and communication has lagged behind that of dogs, which are usually more willing participants, especially if there is a reward of food involved. Um, like, same. Mm, busy. Yeah, we're just been we're, so she goes on to say we're just beginning to understand it, and there are more unanswered questions than answered. Um, oh, so that was Gary Weitzman, a veterinari- veterinarian and CEO of the San Diego Humane Society. While the purr does generally represent contentment, it can also express nervousness, fear, and stress. Fortunately, more often it's an indicator of the contentment. Um, so it's been uh, speculated for decades that purring was a form of communication. In the early 2000s, we hypothesized. Oh my god! You I'm having, cannot I'm having speak. A ripper you cannot speak, and you have to do another podcast after this. Uh, um, yeah, we thought it was communication. Basically, it turns out it's not only communication. Um, they begin purr- purring when they are a few days old, which helps their mother locate them for feeding. Uh, this may persist with some adult cats who purr as they feed, uh, or, or who purr beforehand. Before beforehand. Beforehand, what has happened to me? Help! Um, as they try and convince a human, it's dinner time. Some will purr loudly, 
when they are cautiously investigating new environments. Um, my apparently his cat purrs loudest when it's exploring the wardrobe. Um, cats may also purr after they've been startled or after stressful episodes like being chased by a dog. Uh, more science has delved into the purr, the more it seems to have uncovered. Researchers have recorded ordinary purrs and purrs that were soliciting food from their owners. Um, even non-cat owners could tell the difference. Um, so it's it's like most other kind of like chirps and calls and meows that they make. Like there, there's the very distinct kind of um, I want attention or I want food or something's wrong. Like, mm. um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite similar to that. Apparently, they've got a lot of different purrs. Um, feline communication is absolutely overlooked and it deserves a lot more attention and study than it's given today. Um, one hypothesis is that the purr is a powerful healing action. It's thought that the vibrations from the activity are physically rejuvenating, a way for the cat to heal itself after stress. Um, the frequency of those vibrations, which range from 20 hertz up to 150 hertz, is thought to promote bone growth, as bones harden in response to the pressure. Other frequencies may do this, do something similar to tissue. Um as so, we said earlier, this is a learning podcast. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on in a cat's purr, um, and they're still, you know, we're still trying to figure out what exactly it is that they mean because yeah. they can often mean different things. Yeah, for different cats. Um, Phoebe doesn't purr much. I have to say. Yeah, I got it a purr once, and I felt like I accomplished something. So that was cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Instacat of the week time, isn't it, though? So uh, it Riley tagged me in this little pair this afternoon, and he is, they are adorable. So uh, we've got Boots and Bear. And they're tux, uh, one's a tuxedo cat and one is entirely black, and they live in the USA. They both were rescued, and they were born on the 8th of May 2015. And they're adorable. Like, like, there's nothing more to say. Like, they're just two cute cats. They're just little black, enormous, enormous you can't, eyes. Like, they're just eyes, especially the black yeah. one. He looks like Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. He looks like, like Toothy Xanthi Jones's cat. Yeah. Okay. He does. Have you seen Toothy? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'll send you a photo of Toothy. That, like, Soon to be my new roommate. Flat out, that looks like. That's Toothy from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, like, that's look toothless. at that cat. Yeah, it's Look exactly, at his eyes. It's even got the same ears. And who's to say that you can't photograph black cats? These people have worked it out. Yeah, Just hell. get a light background. There you go. You bloody idiot. Oh, they're so cute. So which one's Boots and which one's Bear? Um, I think Boots is the one with the boots. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. <laughs> no, we can't go just yet. I think I've deeply upset Jess. You okay? Oh, I feel like a dumbass now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's boots and bear. They have. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, it had to be like. This. Um, they've got uh, ninety three point nine thousand followers, and they're only following eight one hundred eighty one people. So they're doing something right. I'm gonna have to contact their agent. All right, Riley, who's the best friends feline cat of the week? All right. Um, so best friends felines cat of the week. This week we have Marco, and uh, Marco is a little fella um, up in Sippy Downs. Uh, he was born on the 2nd of April this year, 2018. Um, so he's just coming up to about, uh, what is he, what, like five months old? Yeah, about five months old. Um, all right, Snuggle Scope. He is more than happy to smooch and cuddle. Um, he hasn't really been tested with dogs um, or cats or children. Um, he's been, by the sounds of things, um, he's been brought into life. 
Vicky uh, was doing something cute and I tried to get a photo of it and then she woke up and now she's really mad at me. Bother. Um, so, yeah, Marco has been a, a solo foster cat, it seems, um, and uh, he's getting pretty used to that attention, I think. He's this gorgeous little um, black, short-haired, long-eared. He's quite handsome. He's a very handsome boy. Handsome boy. Um, he loves his humans and it's the snuggle bug of the group. If you sit near Marco, he will crawl up onto your lap and fall asleep. He has gorgeous reddish-black fur with big, beautiful blue eyes that will melt your heart instantly. He's also very active, so when he isn't snuggling, he he loves to run around and play with his siblings. So if you are looking for a snuggly... Um, He's your boy. Like 50% snuggly, 50% ball of energy um, to get you through your days, then uh, it sounds like Marco. Marco would be your guy. He sounds right. Yeah. All right. Well, He'd that's another episode boy. done and dusted. Look at that. Look at his go. Time's just flying. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at the Meow Podcast. If you want to follow us on Facebook, because our Facebook is lit, I just posted the most insane cat video that Riley has to check out while we were podcasting because um, I sometimes don't listen to the things that he says. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. You're riveting, Riley. You're riveting. Um, so, yeah, if you want to follow us on there, we're at Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. If you do want to send us an email about your kitty friends so we can talk about them on the podcast, please do. Our email is everybodywantstobeacat at gmail.com. Send us an email. Tell us about your cat friends. We want to know about it. We want to talk about it. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed yourself, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Rate and review and subscribe, please. We're trying to beat the dog podcast, and so far we are not succeeding. Help us. Help please. us. Please. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Meow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 